Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Jill, you gotta have a little more pep in your step. <laughs> did you have your coffee? <laughs> I did have my coffee, but you know what? I think I need to cut back on caffeine. I so I I did I haven't had a lot of coffee is is really the answer. But I did a little experiment where I had a little too much caffeine like two days ago, a little and a little later into the day than typical, and I really had a terrible sleep. And then last night I had a good sleep because I really didn't drink caffeine after like 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. That makes a difference, especially as we age. Yeah. Who yeah. says we're aging? <laughs> um, but, okay, so I know you just went on another college tour. I've been on some college tours. And I want to ask you, so did you, in, in any of the college tours you've been on, did you have like a presentation where like you're sitting in the audience with your child and all the other parents and there's like a presentation up there with slides. Yes, almost everyone except for the one we just did. Okay. And are the slides like I know there's like the sort of initial presentation where it they give you all the stats about the school and it's all kind of like fluff stuff. But then I we were in a second presentation where they gave you tips on the um application like specifically this is how you should fill out this part and this part and this part have you had those more like detailed slides oh not at all okay so it's very helpful but it's funny because you're sitting and, and I, I give this college a ton of credit because it they really got into it and it was it was helpful and I sort of felt like if you weren't sitting in the audience there like but it you know. might yeah, you might not know, and you might make some of the mistakes that they showed. Like they literally showed like a good application and a bad application. A little scary. Yeah. Um, so it's a little scary because I have no control over what my child is putting into her application. <laughs> but uh, what was interesting is that you know the other parent, like the parents. As the slides are put up, you're like, I'm like furiously scribbling. And then I'm realizing like, why am I scribbling? I can just take a picture of what's up there. And so I did, but it was funny because some of the other parents were very secretive with their phones. It was like holding the phone like down, but sort of taking a picture. And I'm like, it's okay. Take the picture. Everyone's taking a picture. Like, it's okay. (laughs) Could I tell you? college touring could be my top favorite thing to do it's it's a pain because it's it's, it actually becomes exhausting but the people watching is excellent yes excellent like you couldn't get crazier people in a room everybody is crazy some are not sienna and i are laughing because we like observe everybody and it is just too much and i appreciate it because i understand it's like really important yeah, but it's really important to some people to the point that they're freaking nuts. Okay. Yeah. Too oh yeah. And then you've got like, you know, so you have the admissions officer, whoever it is up at the front giving this presentation to like, I don't know, 300 people in this room. Right. And so afterwards, you know, people like run up and talk to him or her and it's like, you know, you think he's going to remember like, like, I hope, I don't know, maybe nope. I hope he remembers his kids, but like, come on. No, because any edge in is like really important. So did I tell you about the man bun dad who took his shoes off? Have I talked about that yet? Yeah. 
So that right there was like the epitome of you're a douchebag and put your shoes back on. But it's seriously, really, but honestly, one of the one of the worst situations though was, and I think you were at the school. I don't know if it happened to you, but they line up the tour guides and then you choose which one you want to go to. Like, which oh, yes. group you want to be in, which is fine if you're the popular group or you made some sense in what you were saying. Cause some of these kids are nervous. I mean, it's like, it's hard to get up there. Uh, two people had nobody in their group and I was like that is terrible so I made us go to that group because who wants to be that guy but like not a good system for that either because not a good system (laughs) yeah I mean so you get to choose the person based on like the way they look up front or based on I guess where they're coming from well yeah so they give a little like blurb of themselves and like how many freaking things are involved in but it, you know the kids are judging them on their looks, like a hundred percent. And some of them look super crazy, and nobody got went to that group. And I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, terrible. So I we had a situation where so we went on a college tour, and there were hundreds of kids on this tour, and we were in tour group number twenty five or something. And there's you know I don't know forty different tour groups. Who knows? And so we go over to that tour group, and of course, uh, there's another child in that group who my daughter dislikes strongly from past history, <laughs> who's from a different part of the country. And it's like, how did she ever end up like in the same tour group on the same day at the same place? But fine. So we're, you know, so of course, like we're we're doing the tour. There's like, I don't know, ten people in our group, and um, the mom. So the tour guide gives us a bathroom break. And so we all, we go, you know, do our thing and we can like tour the athletic center, I think at the same time. And so we all reunite, we're ready to keep going on the tour. And the mom was wearing these, like, this is so terrible and so catty of me. She's wearing like white jeans. Um, I don't know if they were like lower waisted, not low waisted, but like not high waisted jeans. And she had gone to the bathroom, I guess, and pulled up her underwear over like too high. And so so the jean, the waistband of the jean was like below, well below where the legs come up on the underwear. So you could literally see like most of the side of her leg on the top of her jean. I don't even know if you understand what I'm saying, but it was like- I can picture it. Oh my God. It was like a wedgie. Oh my God. That is hysterical. Anyways, okay, so we did not get on here to talk Maybe about that. I have an idea. Maybe I need to do like a blog on how to dress for college stories. <gasps> yes, I because, love that idea. Because I did have to think, what am I wearing? I mean, you got to be comfortable, but you kind of want to be cute, but you don't want to be like that mom. <laughs> so exactly, I think that's a good one. I mean, there are some moms who I'm like, did you get up? Did you have Glam Squad come to your hotel room at 6 a.m.? Like, what the hell? They've got, like, their hair, like, a thick layer of makeup. They've got the full Louboutins, like, everything. I'm like, dude, you're trudging around a college campus. Like, how did you pull this off? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's hysterical. It's so true. Anyways, I'm going to do that. I think that's a good plan. I like that idea. Um, okay, so I I wanted to chat about how to scale 
as an influencer or a stylist or someone where really the service is you, right? Like your presence is the service. So it's you showing the products or it's you giving the advice or it's you styling. It's, it's you. So how, so let's say you get, you, you have a book of business, like you have a bunch of clients. How do you grow a business? Like rather, you know, cause there's only so many hours in the day and so many clients you can handle as you add more clients. How do you think about growing? So I love that you asked this question. It was many years ago that this couple actually wanted to invest in my business and do this. Okay. So, but this was like, I want to say it was five years ago. So I really wasn't even at the place that I'm at, but, but they loved the idea of this, but that was the issue that kept coming back. First of all, I don't want to take other people's money. I didn't know, like, thank God I didn't because then it was COVID, but, um, but it was very flattering and it was an exciting thing to think about. But when people work with me, especially in the styling realm, they want me, right? So it's like, they don't want me to bring, send somebody else. They want me. But I think really what you have to do is find the best people that would work with you or for you and really train them. And then they would have to come with you. You would have to be with the person of the first couple times, I think, to really get everybody comfortable because I don't know if people would be open to that idea. Right. Like if somebody wants you to come and help style them for an event or, you know, bring them ideas of outfits, I guess you could get somebody to do all the legwork. Like you could get someone to where you give them direction, like go find me this kind of outfit or dress or whatever. Um, and then you show up and help the client decide. And I think that, you know, before COVID, I did have somebody who was doing that with me. She would do all the returns. She would do some of the polls. Or even if I could go to the store, but I didn't pull that day, I would send her to go pull the stuff. I think that it's it's doable. I just don't know. People want you. And, and the whole thing as an influencer, I think that would be really hard because you're the person that's the face of the brand, of your brand, and they're paying to work with you. Although... What I've tried to do a little bit is push it to now I'm styling other people for their social media. So that in that regard, I could probably have somebody else come in and help me or even like maybe take over some part of that because as long as they have the clothing and the stylist would know how to style, maybe I help pull, but they help style it. And then I don't have to be the face of that because I'm just helping with that shoot. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you still have to be there. It's not like you're going to like go and then leave. No, but I would be, but I could help this person could step in and do a little bit more of the styling piece on the set. Yeah. So how do you find those people who you, and how do you retain them? Because if you're going to invest time to train them and make sure they're, and, and to, well, to find them, interview them, make sure that they are, like they share some of your, like aesthetic sensibilities and standards and then train them. How do you train them? them? So, well, that was the issue that we ran into is, you know, because of the caliber of my clients and the people that I work with, it's got to be a very good um, assistant or uh, stylist. And it's kind of hard to find here in Boston because typically those people already are doing what I'm doing on their own or they work for a store. 
So I think you just have to kind of, I, I get reached out to all the time by people who are coming out of school for fashion or they're really interested in fashion. So I think you kind of just gra- grab them and really train them. I, it's very hard to find a seasoned people already here that are not doing it. Um, but you can. And I think too is, you know, obviously you got to pay them well because you want to keep them, but you also have to be careful because, you know, with like bigger people like Rachel Zoe, it all, people have stolen their business. And, mm-hmm. so, you know, like they, they bring up all these um, stylists and really train them. And so they're magnificent. And then they leave and they either take their clients or start their whole other own business. So you got to be careful of that too. And so is there any benefit if you could find another stylist like you, is there like at your level, is there any benefit to combining forces or is it just, it's just two times the people it's that there's no benefit there other than, you know, cross cross pollinization, but then you don't need more clients because you're still just you. So how do you? Well, it's funny you say that because when Missy McKinnis, she's been a stylist here in Boston forever. I see her everywhere during COVID. Her and I were the only people at Saxon Bloomingdale's. We'd be like, hi. So I saw her yesterday and she was saying something to that effect. Like maybe we should team up and work together because she's South Shore and I'm not. I'm like, you know, Boston, Western, whatever. So I don't know. It could be something to think about. I don't know if it would look any different, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just give each other more clients, but I don't see it actually. Unless, for instance, I couldn't be there. She could come and be the stylist. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something to think about. I think it's hard. I think it's a hard thing to scale because you're the name and you're the people. You're the person that people want to work with. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's finding alternative sources of revenue that don't necessarily require more of your time. So maybe it's even just like raising prices. Like if you can, if you grow your following that, you know, ideally you raise prices with bigger followings or, um, or if you get certain brands on, maybe you can raise your price. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to raise price. Andrew White's we've had him on. He's a stylist in LA. He works primarily with men. So he does have gets a you know some female clients and he'll fly me to New York and then I will work with them because he just doesn't work with women um and but it's always under like it, although I'm my own stylist I do fall under his umbrella under that and I'm totally fine with that and so that's how that works and the, and the women are okay with that because he obviously recommends me and he doesn't work with men so whatever he says they trust so that works for him I think you just got to think about how you go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always good stuff to think about. Growth is always a good thing, right? Usually. Yeah. It's always a good thing. It's just challenging. I think like, you know, you have to answer all these questions and then see where it goes. So, so if you guys have uh, recommendations, let me know. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Beaded shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.